perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Hello, good people. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're fine and fantastic. I'm doing great. I tell you. I have been burning the candle at both ends. I have been absolutely busy. It's been crazy, but you know how that is. Being busy a lot of times can be good, and I'll tell you, it's good for what we do here, so it's been fantastic, but man, I have been running like a chicken with my head cut off, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like I have been just absolutely out of my mind, coming and going, going and coming from one end of the county to the next county, to two counties over, down to Indy and back, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It has been absolutely crazy. I hope you guys are fine. I am doing fantastic, and I am so happy that I am finally getting a chance to be talking with you. Uh, all it's it's really been crazy the last two weeks I feel like I have been busier than any other time in my life definitely even busier than any other election time I'm definitely doing more I'm talking to more people talking to more candidates talking to more currently elected officials that are saying hey I'm not part of this craziness that's going on, and there's definitely something crazy going on. It's happening at the federal level, it's happening at the local level, it's happening at the state level, everywhere in between. There's there's definitely something going on, and to me, it's not a Republican versus Democrat thing. It is an us versus them, and I don't mean, again, Republicans versus Democrats. I mean those of us with common sense and those of them that don't have common sense, and those of them can be Republicans and Democrats. I don't like the whole tribalism type of deal, quartering us off into them versus us and us versus them, except for when we're talking about corruption, dirty behavior, craziness, and good versus evil, because at the end of the day... That is what it's about, folks, good versus evil, and in that case, it is very much an us-versus-them type of situation, and I, I feel like that's happening, and I feel like more people are starting to wake up to that, and I've been seeing it, and there are currently elected officials that are good. I, I want to make sure that that's something that I say, because we don't talk about that a whole lot. Because we go after so much of the the bad guys and the bad girls, the people that are not doing the right thing. There are 
people at the state house and people in local government, people at the federal level that are good people. And I want to tell you a very, very true statement. Those people have R's, D's, and L's behind their names. It's not just one party over the other. So let's be very, very clear about that. I I also want to tell you, folks, I've been stressed uh, for the last week because I've been behind. I know this episode, episode 180, this is the 180th episode of the podcast, Perception is Reality, episode 180, that seems so crazy. We're 20 episodes away from the 200th episode. That's, that's really nuts. But this episode is... When you're hearing it, a week behind. It should have came out last week. But I've been running around so crazy that I just didn't have time to do what I needed to do, and I've been so stressed about it. When I don't get an episode out on time, it gives me this sense of anxiety. And I don't know if people believe that or not, because, look, I want to be honest I am not the best as far as getting it out at midnight on Tuesday. Some podcasters in the true crime or some political shows or or all across the board, uh, some kind of listening to music underwater while making rug podcasts, they, they are very dedicated to when their shows come out. It comes out every Tuesday at 6 p.m. It comes out every fourth Wednesday at 6 a.m. in the morning, and they're very dedicated. A lot of people will go through and record several episodes in one go and then edit them all up and then get them ready and drop them. Well, what I do here, that's not really an option. That's not really something that I can do, you know, because it's so it, it, it's so dependent upon what's currently going on and what's happening in my life. You know, there are times where I could do episodes and they could be like evergreen episodes to where it didn't matter. But we live in such of a world politically and what goes on that, man, if I record something today for two weeks from now, by the time two weeks comes, it's like, what What are you even talking about? Uh, so, you know, I, I don't do that. I know I need to do better, but I, I get them when I can get them. You know I'm not going away. I will be here, God willing, and I'll put out content, and I will do my very best to get them out on Tuesday. Sometimes if they come out on Wednesday, they will. And you guys just have to know that if there's a week when something like this happens and I didn't get it out, that I will get it to you as soon as possible. You know, there's very, very few times when I'm just going to not put something out over the course of a week. But when that happens, there's a real reason for it. You know, because what I do here, what we do here is running with a very, very, very small, 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 small crew of people that help me and and doing what I do. So, you know, a lot of times we just have to kind of roll with it because I'm not just slacking off. 
I am putting out content on Facebook. I am making posts and doing live videos and streaming things and talking with candidates and, and doing all of that. So it's not like I'm just not doing anything. And for those of you that watch me across all platforms, you understand that. And I want to thank you all for that. So for the last week, I have been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And like I said, I've been running from county to county to county and down to Indianapolis to the state house. And I've been to meeting after meeting after meeting. And I've seen lots of people, lots of candidates. I've seen lots of elected officials. I've seen good things and I've seen bad things and I've seen good guys and I've seen bad guys. And uh, it's really been crazy. And I'll tell you, over the last week, it was like a light bulb that went off. The overall scope of what I wanted episode 180 to be about, when I sat down to start planning it, writing and plotting out what I was going to do, when I sat down like a week and some days ago, the overall scope of what I wanted the show to be is basically exactly what you're going to hear in the rest of this episode. It's kind of crazy because sometimes I will get an idea and I will start plotting it out and then something will happen and it will completely veer the show off and change it. However, when I sat down a week ago to start plotting this out, I had a, an idea in mind and I started plotting the show out. But now that has changed a couple of times. When I started to write the show out and get my outline going, I wrote some ideas down and I was like, okay, this is where I want to go with the show. This is the story that I want to tell. And this is the overview of what this show is going to be about. However, however... Because of all of the various different meetings and the events and the various things that I've witnessed and I've been a part of over this last week, specific details of the show have changed because of things that I've been a part of and I've seen and witnessed. And honestly, they've changed like three different times. And I have to say, it feels like divine intervention. I mean, it really does, because every time something has changed, it's changed for the better, and then it just finally hit me. When I started plotting this out, I had things that I was going to talk about, and I wanted to hit on various specific ideas, and I wanted to tell you about various stories. And I knew where I was going with that. But then Monday and Tuesday happened, and I'm like, okay, I'm already behind the eight ball. I'm late. And I sat down to start thinking about recording, like Tuesday night into Wednesday. And I was like, let me rework what I've got a little bit because of certain things that had happened. And I, I did that. So I started to record, and then something else came up, and I got busy, and I stopped. And then, like, Wednesday and Thursday happened, and because of the things that I had witnessed those days, I was like, wait a minute, I need to rewrite this and help tell the story even better. This is amazing. This is fantastic. Well, then Friday occurred, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is wonderful. So I actually started to record on Friday 
the 18th of February when I came home really late at night and I was like, I got to get this out because I wanted to record and I wanted to get this out, this episode, like late, late Friday, the 18th into Saturday the 19th. And then a calm came over me. All of a sudden, a calm came over me and said, relax, do not stress this, use the information you've been given and put this down the way that it needs to be and release it on Tuesday. So you're getting this on Tuesday when you should technically be receiving episode 181, but this is episode 180 and it is what it is and you're just going to have to go with that and we'll be cool but i'm telling you uh this is this is amazing because of how how it all happened i i just needed to slow my roll and do what was best for me by taking some time to sleep and by putting out what i think i was meant to put out for this episode 180 uh, it's a little behind, like I said, but I think it was meant to be because what I needed to witness. I understand now the good and the bad that I saw last week, and I understand why I saw that. I understand I witnessed wins and losses. I witnessed the Constitution working, and I witnessed the Constitution being trampled on. I witnessed last week democracy in effect and being awesome and it was amazing and i love seeing democracy win like i witnessed it but the flip side of that folks is i also witnessed democracy failing and let me tell you doing what i do being who i am being a God-fearing, constitution-loving, common-sense American, I hate to watch democracy fail. I hate to see it fail. But let me be very clear, folks. When I witnessed it fail this last week, I didn't get all despondent. I wasn't upset and carrying on. No, 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 no. To me, it fired me up. This positivity that I've been having since December just carried right on through. And I witnessed some horrendous things this last week. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, these people don't realize that all they're doing is they are creating a monster, a monster with a platform. A monster who knows what's right and wrong and a monster with listeners who I can give this information to and it can help fire you up. And so that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we're going to be discussing. But first, as always, I do want to ask you, because this is going to be a fantastic episode, to share the show, help spread the word and get the message out. Please let the folks that you know know where they can find us. If they're not listening, they need to be. 
We can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. All they have to do is search for us by name, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, or they can search for us by name on Google or simply by entering Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. They can enter that on Google and we should pop right up. Or as always, we are at the homepage, perception.fireside.fm. Again, that is perception.fireside.fm. And lastly, last but not least, don't forget to tell them to check us out on Facebook because that's where all the live content and written content is. And that, again, is Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook or facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318. All right, folks, so... Uh, I have witnessed craziness in this last week. I feel like for the first time, I can say to hell with the Republicans and to hell with the Democrats, what I've witnessed at the local level and at the state level is an atrocity. I have been preaching and yelling and screaming for the last four years and honestly for 20-some years before that about the importance of people getting educated and getting involved and signing up to vote and registering to vote no matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're 50 and you've never registered. Register today and vote in the next election. And I'm really adamant about getting the young people out there. If you're 17 and you're going to be 18, register to vote. If you're 18, if you're 19, listen, I know that this stuff's not always the best to talk about and people's like, oh, politics. Man, but it can be fun. I am seeing some young people being involved that are like all over the spectrum as far as being jocks or being nerds or being band geeks and they love what they're seeing some of it for the drama and some of it because they just like being involved and it's really cool and I love seeing young people involved but one of the things that absolutely kills me with that is I've been telling people forever hey you can run at 18 years old. Don't let your age stop you. You know, anybody that runs for office for the first time doesn't know what they're doing. Now, I want to be very clear. I do understand that there's something to be said for growing up and having life experiences. And no matter how, how mature you are at 18... You're just going to know more at 40 than you did when you were 19. I was a very crazy, uh, meaning I was very, I was the same way when I was 19 that I am now. The difference is I've just lived a whole other lifetime from 19 to 40 that have given me clues and, and experiences that you just don't have when you're 19. And I definitely understand that. But if there's somebody out there that's young that wants to run, I'm like, hey, go for it. But now, what the powers that be are doing is attempting to stop that. Because no longer can you pull a Republican or a Democrat ballot in a primary, vote, 
and get involved, do that, and then in the next election cycle say, hey, I would like to run for office, and then be able to do that based on the primary ballot that you polled. Now you have to poll two primary ballots. What's going to stop them in the future for saying, now you have to poll three primary ballots, and nobody ever will be able to get ahead. And it's their way to try and stop people from being able to take their seats from them, from being able to challenge the incumbents, the people who are currently in office. Somebody said to me just today, you don't understand. November is the general election. The May primaries are the party's elections. So the party should get a say in who can participate. And I said, that's fine. As soon as the parties start paying for those primary elections, because that's not what happens. The Republicans and the Democrats are not paying for the primaries. We the people are. We the people are paying for the primaries for the Republicans, and we the people are paying by tax dollars for the party of the Democrat Party to pick and choose who they want and to screw us over. And when those of us that want to run as a Republican and those of us that want to run as a Democrat try to take them on, they say, uh-uh-uh, you have to play by our rules. If we like you, we'll give you the golden ticket. But if we don't, then you have to jump through our hoops. And even if you think that you have, there might be something that stops you, like if we just erase your voter history, or we mark down a strange letter or number where your R or your D could have been. There is a whole bunch of craziness that has been going on. And I want to tell you folks, I am going to link a link in the description of this episode for you to watch a live video and that link will be for the Indiana Election Commission that deals with the state House of Representatives candidates and the state senator candidates. And what it is, is it's folks from all over the state of Indiana that filed, that wanted to be involved, Republicans and Democrats, that said for whatever reason, hey, I want to get involved, I'm going to file, enough is enough, I'm tired of this crap, and I want to run, as we should be able to. But they were challenged by their own parties, by random citizens who, who knows if they had agendas, most of them did, most of them were pl that were paid for by some other person or, or, or were there representing other people and other ideas to try to knock these people out. And they were challenged so they could possibly not be able to run. And they had to go and they had to argue their case in front of a board of four people. And there was more people up there. There were all sorts of attorneys. And we had to go into a room and... and People would come up there and they would say, hey, I want to run for this reason or that reason. And then these other people on the other side of them would say, well, we don't want them to run for X, Y, and Z. And in most of the cases, the people were not allowed to run. And it was ridiculous. In a few cases, the person being challenged was able to overcome that. And you can hear the room explode and clap for these people because there were people in there that were sitting in there wanting 
freedom and liberty and wanting a change, and they were seeing what the establishment is doing, and it's so disgusting, and it's really disheartening for me because a large percentage of these people doing all of this were the Republicans. In the state of Indiana, we have a super majority, a super majority. That means the Republican state government is currently what's leading Indiana, the Republican state government. There are more Republicans in elected office at the state house, more Republican state representatives, more Republican state senators. And wouldn't you say, well, wait a minute, Bilbrey, you're a Republican. Don't you think that's wonderful? You're a conservative. Isn't that wonderful? No, not when it's these Republicans who act even worse than what the Republicans claim the Democrats do. Not these people who don't understand what liberty or freedom is. Not these people, because let me be very clear. It's not a Republican or a Democrat thing. It is a common sense thing. It is a we want to keep the power thing. And that's what we're seeing at the federal level, and that's what we're seeing at the state level, and that's what we're seeing at the local level. Government is the problem. That's the big secret. That's the big secret. Government is the problem. Say it with me. It feels so good. Government is the problem. Government is the problem. There's no one coming from the government to help. There's no one coming to save you from the government. No one coming to save me from the government. No one coming to save us. Look at what they've done in the last two years during the global pandemic. They, they screwed it all up. They made it all worse. On top of the death and destruction and craziness, they ruined, they ruined our economy. America is in the back, the back half, man. We're sliding down. They ruined this country in two years. Now, I'm not going to jump up and down and be like, it was just Biden. It was just Biden. It was just the Democrats. No, damn it. It was both sides of power-hungry assholes. The same nonsense that we see sitting in the Delaware County Council, in the Henry County Commissioner seat, in the Madison County Council, the Anderson City Council, the Winchester County Commissioners, the same nonsense there is the nonsense that we're seeing at the State House. It's the same nonsense that you're seeing in Colorado. It's the same nonsense that you're seeing in New York. It's the same nonsense that you're seeing in California. And it's the same nonsense that we're seeing at Washington, D.C. It's not even, to me, a Republican-Democrat thing at this point. It is an us versus them. It, the, the right, the extreme right and the extreme left, they're out there playing some kind of other weirdo freak game where they're trying to decide who's going to be in power of all of the power-hungry people. The left, the right, the perverse or the more perverse. And then they just pander on down the line. 
just pander, pander, pander to the folks that like the, the whacked out left, pander to the folks that like the whacked out right. And for those of us that say, damn it, we're sick of this, they do everything they can to try to step on us and stop us from fighting back. Folks, I witnessed democracy fail through the action of election boards, three-person bodies, and at the state level, a four-person body that voted to be able to kick people from the ballot. I witnessed elections in this last week. Did anybody know that in the state of Indiana, various counties were holding elections? That's right. That's right. There were elections that happened last week. Oh no, not elections that you could vote in. Not an election where the people decided, but where parties decided. And the majority of those parties were Republican. And to hell with them. To hell with the Republican Party. It's just as corrupt as the Democrat Party that so many conservatives at home want to fight about. They want to fight and say the Democrats are dirty. Okay, that's fine. Say it. They are. So are the damn other members of the other side. So are all of the elephants. Now, there are good people in there. There are good Democrats in there. But it's just like being Ryan Webb on Delaware County Council. He is one vote of a seven-person board. He can pitch a bitch. He can raise his argument. He can be the voice of the people, which is what we need. But we need to find a way to blast past these people. We have to get educated in our arguments. The people who overcome these challenge attacks, these elections last week, these farces, the people who overcome these attacks, these challenges were the people that were most educated, that had, and I don't mean smart, intelligent, they did well in school, they had college. I mean about the situation, about the law, about the facts, and about the argument. They weren't afraid to stand up and go toe-to-toe and say, "Uh uh-uh, this is bullshit. I witnessed in Henry County a Republican, supposed to be a conservative who likes the Constitution and understands the Constitution and everything that it means, and he's supposed to protect American rights. And one of those rights and one of the things that we are guaranteed in America is the fact, the right, that we are innocent until proven guilty. And this man, Todd Hyde, who is the king of shit, And nothing elected by other small-minded people that mean nothing stood up and challenged a man who wanted to run for a council seat. And the reason he challenged him was because he is currently pending criminal 
charge criminal court. He has a case that is pending against him. That means at some point in the future, this man may go to court or he might not. Maybe the charges will be dropped. Maybe the charges will be dismissed. That happens a lot. But Todd says, because this man has pending felony charge against him, I don't want him to be able to run. Now, the law in the state of Indiana says, if you have a felony, you cannot hold office, and if you have a felony, you cannot run for office. And what I mean by having a felony is, if you are convicted of a felony, and by that I mean convicted by a jury, convicted by a judge at a bench trial, or convicted because you pled guilty to a felony. If it's a felony and it remains a felony, you cannot run, you cannot hold office. If it is a felony that is later reduced to an A misdemeanor, you can still not run or hold office, even though if you're a felon who later has it reduced to a misdemeanor, almost all of your other rights as an American are given back to you. This is something else that they've done. You can vote. You can have a gun. You could be a teacher. You can literally do anything if you have a felony that is later reduced to a misdemeanor, except they don't want you holding office. So if you have a felony because of a plea deal, because of a jury trial, or because of a bench trial, you cannot run or hold office. However, if you're arrested for a felony crime but never charged, that means exactly jack shit, and you can run. If you are arrested and charged with a felony, charge doesn't mean that you're convicted, you can run. He could go to trial and beat that, but Todd Hyde wanted the election board Two of those members are Republicans, basically under Todd, to vote in his favor. And I had to stand up and get crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, I will link that episode of, of my live video. I'll link that video in the description as well. So I'll link two links in the description of this episode. One was the Friday the 18th meeting at the Indiana Election Commission at the State House where those bozos were attempting to keep good Hoosiers off the ballot running for state representative and state senator. And then I will also link this crazy video from the Henry County Election Board where this is in so you can witness that if you haven't. Government is the problem and there is no one from the government coming to save us. That's exactly backwards. If the government is going to be saved, we need to step up and save it. Now, all of this craziness doesn't have me freaking out. I don't feel like we're all doomed. I'm like, oh man, this has the energy that it needs to light a fire under people's asses. And we're going to talk about that right when we come back from this break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 180th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. We'll be right back.
A better night's sleep is one of the best and easiest ways to improve your physical and mental health. And it's a heck of a lot easier than all this nonsense. So even if you throw your New Year's resolutions out the window, you can still put your body on a nectar mattress and get the healthy sleep you need. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in, plus $100 off, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and join the over 2 million people who are already sleeping on a Nectar mattress this year. Keep the connected devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with XFi Advanced Security, included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost. Can your internet do that? Activate Advanced Security today through the Xfinity app and learn about upgrading your in-home Wi-Fi experience with XFi Complete. It includes unlimited internet data and will help ensure you get the most Wi-Fi coverage throughout your home. Go to Xfinity.com slash XFi Complete, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. XFi and XFi Complete available to Xfinity internet customers with a compatible XFi gateway. Alright, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, episode 180, Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we are back at it. So, folks, let me tell you something. Uh, I was talking about the government being the problem, and I was really railing on how bad the Republicans and the Democrats are, and that's really true. To me, honestly, it just clicked, and this is the thing that clicked the other day. I was standing at a vending machine, and I was trying to get a candy bar, and I couldn't because I needed like a dollar twenty-five, and I had popped in a dollar fifteen, and I needed ten more cents, and I had a Canadian dime in my pocket, and I kept putting it in the vending machine, and it wouldn't work. It would not work. I, I put it in, it dropped out, I put it in a different way, I put it in hard. You know how you do that? If you put in a coin and it doesn't go, and it spits it back out, you get it, and you try to push it in real hard or real fast. I don't know why we all do that, but I, I've seen people do that, and I've done that for years, and it doesn't work. And that is when it hit me. Republicans and Democrats are two sides to the same coin, but not like that really good, lucky half dollar that you have, or that very rare 1916 mercury silver dime that's worth like lots and lots of money. No, they are that 1998 Canadian dime in your pocket that won't let you buy that candy bar from the vending machine, and all it does is really just waste space. That is the Republicans and the Democrats that I'm talking about. They don't do anything, and they just waste space. All they're there to do is ensure that they get back there in the next election and ensure that they collect more money and they keep their friends and their family in check and, and, and doing well and they help out those that donate to them so they can continue donating and they do whatever they can to put their foot on our throats and hold us down. That's that's all it is. That's all they do. And I witnessed it so greatly, like in such great detail, 
this last past week, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. So when we're saying this, when we're saying that government's the problem and these people are the idiots and they're not coming to help us and they're not going to come save us and, and they're not doing anything good, you know, that sounds real negative. How do we turn this into a positive? How do we overcome this? And all I say is, I look inward. I say, okay, well, they're not going to do it. Nobody else is going to do it. I need to do it for myself. And to me, that gives me like... I can do it. I can do it. We can do it. And I know that you can do it and you can do it and you over there and and Bob, you over there. Brandon Clower, you can do it. You know, Niall Thornburg, he can do it. You know? Austin and Jordan and Audie and Matt and Amber and anyone out there you can do it by saying, screw it, I'm going to do it. That's That needs to be the motto. Screw it, let's do it. Nobody else is coming to save us. We need to look inward. We need to self-reflect and say we renounce looking to the government to make our lives better. They're not going to do it. We are going to look inward. We're going to look at ourselves and look to each other. We need to take a look and say the government does not do it for us. We need to look inward. I have the power. We have the power. We have the ability to do what we need to do to put ourselves in a better position than where I'm at right now. A better position than where I was last year. We need to put ourselves in the position that we want to be. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about national politics or government or state politics or government or local politics or government. It's all the same. For so long, people on both sides of the political spectrum have been sold on this idea that government is where it's at. That we have to look to them to make things better. That they can make things better for us. Some play into it more than others, and I understand that. You know, nationally, the Republicans say that the Democrats want to lean into the government. But as far as I'm concerned, they can both go to hell. They're both the same, and they both just play up on various different fears. And they both want their bases to feel like they need them. Now, what do we need to do? What can we do? A lot of people say the powers that be will fight back and they try to keep us off and they try to keep us away and they, they, they do whatever they can and they kick us down. And let me be very clear. What I've witnessed over the last couple days, the last week, two weeks, what I'm still going to be witnessing over the next couple days is just that. The powers that be play a game where specifically on the local and state level, they're able to help keep us off the ballot. Say you say, I'm tired of this and I want to run. I've listened to Bilberry, and I I think he's right. I want to run. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna run next year. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna file to run for city council. 
Well, if you haven't played their game, if you haven't voted for two times in primary elections under the same primary party, meaning you didn't go in and vote Republican in one primary and vote Republican in a second primary, and you want to run Republican, then you have to go to the party chairman. Well, what if the party chairman doesn't like you? Chances are the party chairman won't like you, especially if you're someone who's just now saying, hey, I'm pissed off and I want to get involved, which is how it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to have to pay dues and go kiss the ass of some kind of a chairman someplace. We're supposed to say, I want to run for office. But no, 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 no. Now they have it to where you have to have voted Republican in this primary and voted Republican in that primary. Used to it was just one. Now it's two. What happens when the Indiana General Assembly says, again, we want to hang on to our power more and longer, and they bump it up to three and four. And what happens when there's human error that just totally erases whole voting histories of people? Folks, I've sat and heard this happen. This is not conspiracy talk. This isn't me losing my head and getting crazy. This is dead serious stuff I'm talking about here. I sat and listened to a lady who's voted since 1998, but her history was all erased. When you walk into the primary voting center and you vote in a primary and you poll a ballot in the state of Indiana, you can either poll a Republican or a Democrat ballot. One lady walked in and polled a ballot. She says she polled Republican. She voted. They know that she voted, but they didn't mark down which ballot she got. So they didn't want to let her on. Now, she beat beat it, and she gets to remain on the ballot. She gets to be a candidate, thank God. But man, they cleared so many people off in the last several days. I'm going to count here in just a few days how many people in the state of Indiana filed to run for office during the filing period, and I don't care what it is that they filed to run for, whether it be town, city, county, or state office, in all 92 counties at the state level, I'm going to count how many people in total filed. Then I'm going to find out how many people withdrew. I'm going to try to find out why they withdrew. Did they withdraw because they wanted to, or did they withdraw because they were pushed to withdraw? And then how many people were challenged, and why they were challenged, and then if they won the challenge or lost the challenge. And that number is going to be staggering. It's going to be staggering. And when we fight back against this, we have people tell us that we're out of control. So how do we overcome this? If, if we can't say, I'm pissed off and I want to run because they beat us down that way, then the only other thing that we have is our voice and our vote. Who knows what goes on with the vote, but we can definitely use our voice until they silence us, figure out a way to silence us, cut us down on social media, shadow ban us, 
not let people be able to find our our live videos and our posts and our blogs and our podcasts. Cancel people to where they're not able to be heard by others. That's why we have to fight back against this. And that's why I say so frequently at the beginning of all of these shows and at the end, do what you can to share this show with everyone you know. Share it by word of mouth because that is how we can defeat them trying to block us off from each other. Because if they're not going to let us run, and if we have to jump through all of their hoops to do that, which we are going to have to learn how to do it, and we can do that by being educated and by slowing down and reading everything that we have to read and playing by the rules, and I will help you do that. You just have to listen. Folks have to listen. We can do it. We can play by their rules, and we can beat them at the game. But until then, we have to be able to spread the message. That's why I'm so crazy about that. When I say that all the time, people's like, we know, we know. I'm like, no, we have to keep saying it. For the folks that are just listening for the first time, we have to get them to spread the word. That is big. We have to partner up. We have to make groups. That's what they're so afraid of. That's why they don't like the social media. That's, you know, their big thing. They like to be the big masters of protest. And they like to be in the big groups, but they're afraid of when we are. And I'm not talking about being violent or being extremist or being crazy. I'm just saying, can't we have big groups of common sense people that want what's best for us, that want to help each other, want to help the community? that want to help each other go over the paperwork so that we can get on the ballot, so we can start taking back some of these seats. We need to start fighting them at their own game. And we can do that in a fair way. But listen to me, it's going to be hard. It's going to be rough. You're going to have to develop a thick skin. You're going to have to develop a thick skin because people are going to say things about you. People are going to come at you. People are going to push it on you. People are going to say mean things about you. People are going to misconstrue what you're trying to do, and you're going to have to just brush that off. You're not going to have to get in the crazy attack mode. You don't have to get as dirty and mean and crappy as they do. You know that you're doing right, and as long as you're doing the best that you can and you're approaching things with common sense, you should be able to sleep well at night, and you need to say, it doesn't matter what they say because they're going to lie about you. And they're going to misconstrue things. Let me tell you something that I, I recently heard the other day from somebody that we most often disagree with. There is this woman locally, and a couple years ago when... We were dealing with a 2019 municipal election, in the municipal election here in my hometown. This woman and I were like on the same side. We thought that we both supported the same candidates, and I, I thought, man, this woman's cool. She's doing everything right. She's out here supporting these people. I know that she supported what I did because I supported her candidates. Now, she was new to the political scene. She wasn't very experienced politically, and I'm not being mean when I say that. That's just things that she told me. 
Her and I have communicated several times. We've communicated publicly. We've communicated through social media. We've communicated one-on-one, and we've communicated one-on-one through text message and through messenger. And she's asked me, like, hey, how can I get more involved? How can I help out? And, and I told her a whole bunch of things. Well, then, when that election came to a close and people won and lost, most of the people that we both supported won, I started looking at what these people were doing, and there were some that I started questioning. Well, when I started questioning people who I had used to support, she didn't like that. And she continued supporting them fully and and blindly and never questioned them. She says that they do good, they're good people, and that's what matters to her. She thinks that these people being good people and being her friends means that they will automatically be good officials. And I say, hey, it's great that they're your friend. It's great that they're good people. And I want them to be good people. And it's better if they are good people. But being a good person doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a good and elected official. It doesn't mean that. It means you might be. But you might not be. And when someone that you've supported and someone that you've pushed does something that's out of character from what you think they should be doing, you have an obligation to call that person out, to question them, to ask what they're doing. And so I'm just doing my duty. Well, that has put me and this person at odds in lots of different ways. And now it's like a full-blown thing. Like anytime I say something questioning any of the people who I at one point supported. And listen, I don't just question them. If they do something right, I give them praise. When we agree, I will agree with them. And, I, and I've said that. But I'm not going to just let them off the hook because they happen to be of the same party I am or because I think that they're a good person deep inside and that I know they go to church on Sunday morning, which is all great things. But you still have to be a good public servant or you're going to get questioned. And when you're doing things that are out of control or obscene or nuts, I'm, I'm going to question you on that. That's, that's just common sense. But this person doesn't like that. And so the other day, we were doing what we do where I posted some things on social media questioning some actions that several people had taken and this person posted a comment that wasn't directly to me but was kind of aimed at me and others like me and this is what she said she said i'm so happy to see so many hard-working hoosiers in attendance at this event Hoosiers that want the best for our community and those who want to solve problems instead of making them. May God bless each and every one of you. And when I read that, I was like, wait a minute. Why do these people get identified as folks that want to quote-unquote solve problems instead of those who want to make them, and what does she mean, and who is she talking about when she says those who want to make them? Who wants to make problems? Because I certainly don't want problems for my community. This is my community. I'm crazy about where I live. I want to make my community the very best place 
ever. I want to make my state the very best ever. I want the United States of America to be the very best country ever. I do not want problems for my city, my county, my state, my country, the world. I don't want problems. So I responded back and I said, can you give me examples of people that want to make problems for the community? Also, can you list what some of those problems might be? And just then it came to me. And so I then responded back by saying this. Or is that a phrase that you use for people that you do not agree with? Or moreover, a term that you use for people that don't necessarily agree with you or specific politicians that you support? I think it's really important that you understand which way you actually mean that. And it's important for me to understand which way you mean that. Again, listen to that phrase. I think it's really important to understand which way you mean that. Because if it's the first way, meaning you mean that myself or others actually want to make problems and that you think that there are, in fact, people out there that want to make problems for the community, then that is bad. And we should know who those people that want to make problems are, and we should know what kind of problems those people want to make. I don't know anyone that would go for that. Because, look, let's face it. There's probably people that want to make problems, but that's not certainly me, and that's not anyone that I run with, and I wouldn't be down for that. And if there are people out there that want to make problems, then let's identify those people and let's figure out what's going on and what kind of problems they want to make, because that's not me. Or do you mean it the other way? Do you mean it like this? which is probably what I think she means it like. My fear is that you're actually talking about people that do not want to make problems, but rather you're using that phrase as a way to disparage people, me being one of them, that you disagree with. Or again, more likely, you're using that phrase to group together those of us that do not want to make trouble because we love our city, our county, our state, and the country just as much as the next person or just as much as you, but we happen to disagree with politicians that you support. And because we disagree with someone that you support, rather than saying, hey, we just disagree, you look at me and others as problem creators or someone who's out here to do harm. And that is not good. Seeing us as people who want to make problems is what happens when people do what they do when they start to develop this kind of us versus them type of mentality, this tribalism. Because honestly, this girl and myself, we're both conservatives. We would probably agree if we were to take some kind of test on what we see as important in the world, as far as political value, social value, uh, financial value, and, and various things like that, we would probably agree 95% of the time. 
But it's just because there's these small things that we disagree about to her, which is really big because she's so new to this that it's more about identity politics and it's more to her that she supports one person and that if anyone picks on this person or anyone questions this person, picking on being her term, not mine, because I don't think questioning a politician is picking on them, then that's bad and that we're problem makers, that, that we're bad people and, and we don't want to solve problems. And that is what we have to change. We have to change that kind of mentality. It is okay to disagree. And so that is one of my biggest things that I'm going to focus on over the next couple of months, maybe the next year. I am really going to be focusing on teaching people and trying to get people to understand that we can like one another, we can love one another, we can support one another, we can vehemently disagree but we don't hate each other just because we disagree we need to start to learn to disagree again they kick us off the ballots they kick people off the ballots because they put a five instead of a six because they put same instead of their actual address they don't list an address in a box they write one date different than another date someplace all sorts of different chaos and nonsense they, they don't let people run because they don't feel like they're Republican enough or they don't feel like they're Democrat enough. They don't let people run because they're afraid. That's the real reason. But for whatever reason, they don't let you run. Okay, don't give up. Stay in the fight and fix what you can. And I'm telling you all out there listening to this, I'm telling you the number one thing that we need to focus on right now is ourselves understanding that People can disagree with us, and we don't have to hate them. And we need to tell others that we can disagree with them, and we don't hate them. We need to get people to understand how we can have civil discourse again. We can be angry as long as we don't hate. Walk away, cool down, collect yourself, and understand that we have to be able to, to agree and disagree. That's part of what all of this is. So the number one thing that I'm going to be working on is teaching people, don't look at me as a problem creator just because I'm questioning somebody you support. And I'm not going to see you as a problem creator because you're questioning somebody I support or vice versa. Or I don't look at you as a problem causer just because we disagree. You shouldn't look at me like that. We should be able to come to the table and have discussions. And we should be able to agree and disagree. And a lot of times, being able to disagree is where we really get to the root of what's going on. Because once we can find out what we disagree about, then we can start talking through that and coming up with ways to fix that and ways around that and ways to deal with that. But if they're not going to let folks onto the ballot, you don't just say, okay, I'll be back in two years and I'll fight, live to fight another day. Hell, in two years, they might come up with a set of other things that'll keep you off the ballot. Look, folks, I'm not running for election. I have people that ask me all the time, you need to run for election, you need to run for election. Look, 
I can do more behind this microphone than I can as an elected official, as one vote on a council or one vote on a commission something somewhere. I'm not saying everybody's going to pick up a microphone. I'm going to say we need to all find our strengths and play to it. But one of the things that I'm going to be focusing on hard over the next year is teaching people again how to have civil discourse. That is so important. All right, folks, we need to take a break. You're listening to episode 180. We'll be right back. Who here is looking for horrible coffee? Anybody? You over there? No, I didn't think so. I'm not, and I didn't think you were either. If you're looking for coffee perfection, then you need to give my friends at Bean Fruit Coffee Company a try. And you can find them right now online at beanfruit.com. Folks, they are striving for coffee perfection, and aren't we all? Since 2010, they have meticulously selected and roasted the highest quality coffees from around the globe. They believe that a great cup of coffee is no accident. It is a process, one in which they have spent countless hours perfecting. You need this coffee in a cup near you, and you can get it there right now. All you have to do is visit Bean Fruit Coffee Company at beanfruit.com. Do it today. All right, folks, we are back, and we're going to be closing out here just directly, but I needed to just wrap up by saying real quick again that the focus of what I'm going to be looking at over the next couple of months into the next year, along with everything else that we do here and that we cover, is trying to preach this idea of whatever we can do to tell people, hey, man, we might disagree, but we can still get along. Disagreeing is how we can figure out what we need to work on. If we sit around and kiss each other's ass and lie to each other and say, oh, I think that's wonderful, I think this is great, Oh, yeah, it's great. You do wonderful stuff. And then we go back into our little corners and we bitch about each other. That's not helping anything. So a big focus, one of my big things, and that's really what I'm going to be aiming to do, is I'm going to be finding like 10 or 15 or 20 things, priorities, that I think that we can find, and I don't know, maybe there'll be five, maybe there'll be seven. I don't like the number seven, so it'll probably be like three, five, ten, fifteen, something like that. Okay, I'm sorry, I've got a little problem. But I want to find a list of priorities that I think that we can utilize to try and help bring us back. Because I think we have some good candidates running. We took some beatings all across the state of Indiana, and I know that other states are doing the same because the people in the places of power, the powers that be, don't want to give that up. But I feel like this is a positive year. I feel like we can do some good, but I also want to be working on making things better all the way around. And so the first thing, my first priority 
The first perception priority, that's what I'm going to call it. I'm thinking this through kind of in real time right now as I'm saying it. I hadn't really worked through this. The first perception priority is teaching the importance of disagreement. Not letting toxic positivity steal that away. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired of seeing democracy fail. I hate watching democracy fail. I'm tired of watching democracy fail. I see it win sometimes, and I see it work sometimes, and I know that democracy can work, and I know that it does work, and I know that it will work, but we have been letting it fail, and I am tired of watching it fail. And I am going to work, and I'm going to ask you to work with me to help turn it around because I don't want to see it fail anymore. So the first perception principle that we're going to work on, and I'm going to be developing more, and you can help me. Come up with these. Help us. Let's talk about it. Maybe we'll agree. Maybe we'll disagree. But we can come up with these set of perception principles that we're going to work on to help turn this around. The first is trying to teach people that we can disagree. You notice I'm not saying, go out and elect a bunch of Republicans. Shit, can the Republicans go out and elect a lot of Democrats? Shit, can the Democrats and elect all Republicans? Let's face it, folks. The R's and the D's and the in-betweens, they're all the same. I'm tired of getting on my knees for the R's and D's. Aren't you? Get up off your knees for the R's and D's. They suck, and I'm tired of sucking for them because it doesn't matter who they are. They can't help us. They're not coming to save us. There are some good politicians out there, and I'm going to be backing them, and I'm going to be helping them, and I'm going to be fighting for them. But we've got a lot more work that we can do, and a lot of it comes from us. If only we could get the right Republican or the right Democrat is what so many people say. We need to break away from that, folks. We need to break away from that. We need to start saying, who cares? Who cares? If there's a bad Republican or a bad Democrat, okay, let's throw their ass out of office. Let's find the good Republican or the good Democrat and put them in office. But if only we could start working together, all of us, outside of government, then we could really truly turn things around. Electing the same Republicans and Democrats is never going to change because there is a fundamental root problem. They're the root of the problem. There's a fundamental issue that's down, down deep. And, and when you dig all the way down, the right side and the left side all starts at the same place tell you that folks it's the same root the root of all that's evil the root that's what of what's wrong they're two sides of the same coin
and I am throwing that coin into the wishing well because it's going to do me more more in there than it does out here. And I'm wishing that we can stop looking to the R and the D. Get off your knees for the R and Ds, folks. It's, it's up to us. There has to be a willingness to walk away from that craziness. A willingness to walk away from the R's and the D's, the parties, the tribalism. We have to understand it's okay to vote third party. It's okay not to vote. If you live in a place where your ballot is horrible and it's trash, and you're not running so you don't need to pull a Republican or a Democrat ballot... 400 times before they'll let you on, then don't vote. Because not voting can be a message. Vote if you have a choice and if, if you can do something about your situation. But be educated. The education is more powerful than just acting. If you act without education, then who knows what the hell you're doing. So get educated before anything, talk it through. Walk away from the tribalism. Walk away from being a Republican if a Republican isn't suiting you anymore. Walk away from being a Democrat if a Democrat isn't suiting you anymore. I am a disgruntled Republican man. After what I've seen this last week, man, I'm tired of the Republican Party. Tired of the Democrat Party, but I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired of the Republicans. I'm tired of people in control acting like fools. And I'm tired of this not being able to disagree. The first thing I say when I start getting loud with somebody, when someone starts saying, hey, you can't say that here. First thing I say is, you're going to be okay. My words can't hurt you. I'm going to talk. I have that right to do so. No one's going to shut me up. I'm an American. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to like what I say. You don't have to agree. You don't have to act on what I say. But I'm going to talk. And hopefully, someone will listen. I know you guys listen, and I'm so, so thankful for you guys for listening. Hey, you guys have been absolutely fantastic with all of the communication I've been getting here lately. All of the uh, little thank you texts or emails, the things letting me know that you're getting folks in your life registered. I love, love, love hearing the messages from the moms and the dads and the aunts and the uncles and the grandmas and the grandpas saying, hey, I got my little granddaughter registered. She's excited. My, my grandson's friends and he all got registered. My son or my daughter got registered. I got my, my, my brother's kids registered. I love hearing that. I love getting those messages from people who say, hey, I'm 64 years old and I registered for the first time the other day because I listened to your podcast. Man, I love that. That lets me know we're doing something. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Share this show with everyone you know. Remind folks we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites, literally everywhere. Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, iTunes. 
everywhere. We can be found everywhere. CastBox, Overcast. We can also be found at the home link, perception.fireside.fm, perception.fireside.fm. If you live in the state of Indiana, you can still register to vote. Depending on when you hear this, if you're listening to this before 1159 on Monday, April 4th, 2022, you can register to vote in this upcoming primary. If you're listening to this before 1159, Monday, April 4th, 2022, you can register to vote. You can do that by going to your clerk's office, but the easiest way is to do it on the device that you're listening to this on. Go to www.indianavoters.com, www.indianavoters, with an S, voters, with an S, dot com, indianavoters.com, I-N-D-I-A-N-A-V-O-T-E-R-S, indianavoters.com. Get registered, get those that you know registered, get educated, and focus on the first perception principle, teaching folks that it's okay to disagree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a roll. You guys are the best audience that there is going. Remember to share the show with everyone you know. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And I'll talk to you all again real soon. God bless. Goodbye. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.